Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Tua is not going to play Sunday against the Bengals. Brian Flores, Dolphins head coach, announces that right before the team came out onto the practice field. I'm looking at him right now. I am down at Dolphins training camp. This is the final day, final training camp practice before things get real starting next week. The final preseason game is Sunday against the Bengals. That's here on ESPN 106.3, your Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast Dolphins home. Uh, And then real big boy practices get going next week in advance of the opener on the 12th against the Patriots. We'll have a little uh, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach red light, green light in just a couple of moments, but I want to get to some tweets and also want to tell you uh, that Coquel, who uh, is always busy and always scrambling too, so I want to make sure that he can properly tell you about what he's doing on Sunday. Uh, Coquel is talking cards. Coquel is hanging out with J-Mart Sunday. He's doing it on the air on ESPN 106.3, and he's doing it at PBKC. Coquel, tell him about it. The people at PBKC just get it. They tweeted out that me and J-Mart are going to be there, and they put J-Mart as the headliner, and that's the way it should be because there's no <laughs> one better than J-Mart. <laughs> oh, poor Coquel. The sports card market is exploding. Ken, come see yourself Sunday at the PBKC Card Show. That's the PBKC Sports Card Show all day from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Over 60 vendor tables, including signed icon. They will be there to buy sell and trade your cards great food a full bar let me repeat that a full bar door prizes and espn 106.3 with j mart and me best of all admission is free the pbkc sports card show south florida's premier sports card show and memorabilia show this sunday more info at palm beach kennel club pbkennelclub.com pbkennelclub.com ken i can't wait to be out there with j mart uh, and again, J Mart's the headliner. I yeah, just want to make I mean, sure that that's abundantly clear. I mean, he's the headliner of the station. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the face. I, I think you could say. Um, who do you think the who are the the, the the top two biggest faces of the NFL from a player standpoint? Who are the two biggest faces in the NFL? Ben Roethlisberger has a big face. No, I mean like oh. not literally. I mean uh, as in promotion wise. Mahomes, Brady. Yep, perfect. I was thinking the same thing. So this is why I bring that up. So let's go ahead and say that Tom Brady is Lionel Messi, okay? So he moves on to a different team, much like Brady did last year going to Tampa Bay. That was seismic, right? That's something we talked about for days and days and days and days and days. It was the storyline of the season. Now I want you to think about if months after Tom Brady left the Patriots for the Buccaneers, Patrick Mahomes up and left Kansas City to go to play in Seattle. That's what's happening right now in international soccer because it's not just Messi on the move. Guess what just happened within the past hour? Cristiano Ronaldo of Juventus, he is leaving Juventus to go to Manchester City. Wow. And this furthers my point that there is nothing like international soccer. And Coquel bags on it, though I know Coquel deep down really appreciates big-time soccer because he loves sports and he just loves major competition with stars. And both my kids play soccer, but whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, 
but but this is what we're seeing with that is unprecedented and if you think that american sports are crazy with free agency and it drives you mad european soccer is that on steroids and like steroids for decades so uh, cristiano ronaldo is going to manchester city now i mean just just complete chaos there in europe let's go back to what we were opening the show with the worst sports fan year of your life because the orioles orioles fans are in it right now uh they lost 19 in a row prior to last night where they finally beat the angels 10 to 6 to avoid a 20 game losing streak they are 47 games under 500 it's just a crap year they're having a miserable season um but i asked what is the 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 worst sports fan year you've had and uh, a couple of entries here on Twitter at ESPN West Palm about FAU. So this is right up my alley, Coquel. Oh, no. And I can, trust me, I can speak about FAU and bad FAU football in a, a previous era. So first it came, the first tweet from Shane Bartels. 2011 FAU is the worst sports season of my life. Let me give you a refresher about 2011 FAU. That was Howard Schnellenberger's final year, okay? Are we and still at Lockhart? Uh, no, that was the first year at the new stadium, okay. actually. So the first year at the stadium, Howard worked so hard to get it. That was going to be his farewell. That was going to be his last dance, okay? And uh, they decided to announce that Howard was going to retire at the end of that season. And that way they could get a coaching search underway right away. Unfortunately, what that did is that sent a lot of the assistants scrambling, wondering what their future was going to hold. They're going to start looking for jobs. Uh, It didn't feel like everybody was fully, and again, I I I still am am close with many of these people, but it just seemed like there wasn't 100% full engagement. There was a lot of distractions that season, whether it was the stadium, whether it was the status of their jobs uh, with, with Howard retiring. It just had a bad feel to it. And it started the first five games on the road, including going to Alabama and going to Michigan State. That Michigan State game, FAU had one first down in that game. It came in the third quarter, and that first down catch was immediately coughed up and returned for a touchdown. That's how that went. That's still one of the most miserable games I've ever called, that loss at Michigan State. Um, Ken, I just got goosebumps, by the way. The air horn. Oh, let me get to a practice field, please. (laughs) Uh, And uh, that air horn, by the way, I am at Dolphins training camp. Uh, Coquel is living vicariously through me right now. Air horns and clocks, and let's move it next drill. Get over there. Hustle. (laughs) Uh, So the season went on. It was terrible. It was winless. They mustered one win against UAB late in the season. It very much felt like uh, the one in fifteen Dolphins beating the Ravens in overtime. And then the the then FAU came out the next week in Howard Schnellenberger's finale, and they got shut out at home by Louisiana Monroe to send Mm. Howard off. Like the whole thing was just absolutely miserable it, it it really truly was and it was sad it was miserable but it was also sad because Howard shouldn't have gone out that way and and he did and I hate the fact to this day that it had to end like that for him why didn't they give like a really really easy game at the end of the schedule wasn't there any way well, that to was supposed that? to be Louisiana oh. Monroe was supposed to be an easy game at the end of the I schedule. meant like like a d3 team or something or someone uh, out yeah, there I don't <laughs> think it definitely doesn't work like that <laughs> oh. uh high school scheduling and college scheduling but that's when FAU was in the Sun Belt and Louisiana Monroe you would think that that would be the yeah the easy good. game and it wasn't so 2011 FAU is a good one one that many of you probably don't know about but I could talk about that for years please Ken don't Levickle, 
Kendrick alive featuring Coquel. I'm in Dolphins training camp, and uh, Coquel's holed up in West Palm. Let's put Coquel to work, shall we? Let's get in to a little Greenway Kia. West Palm Beach, red light, green light. Time for Ken and Coquel to decide if they want to stop or go. Red light stop, green light go. Red light stop, green light go. Red stop, green go. Red light, green light, now you know. Red light, green light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. All right, statements. Not questions, statements coming from Coquel. And Coquel, why don't you, since you do it so succinctly and so clearly, lay out the rules for Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, Red Light, Green Light. All right, so you've all seen the successful shows, the real shows, do buy, buy or sell. That's what we're doing. We're stealing it, throwing another name on it. We have a car oriented because Greenway Kia is the best, and we want to align with them whenever we can. So now we have Red Light, Green Light. Red means Ken's selling. He's stopping. He doesn't like it. Green means he's buying. He's going. He's going. He's pressing the gas. Well said. I like the way you explain that. Why don't we get to statement number one? All right, Kenny boy. Red light, green light. With the Patriots quarterback Cam Newton missing a week of practice due to a COVID misunderstanding, Mac Jones will be New England starting QB week one. Just sort of feels like it now because the, the, the court of public opinion has swayed all behind Mac Jones. He, in practice yesterday, uh, went 21 of 23, including completing 14 straight at one point, I think is the number. Uh, and every Patriots media member was having a collective sports orgasm. I mean, it was, <laughs> if you would have seen Twitter, it was as if Brady had announced that he was returning. It was jubilant. It was uh, looking to the heavens and screaming, finally, our savior has arrived. It is unbelievable how uh, everybody that covers that team, and I think most fans, they have thrown their full support behind Mac Jones. Not that that's going to press Bill Belichick into doing anything rash, but Cam did not, unequivocally did not help himself by not getting vaccinated. By Even if you think the rule and the protocols are unfair, Cam Newton did not help himself at all by not getting vaccinated and having to miss the last five days and then coming back to practice today, just a few days before their final preseason game. It's starting to feel like with all the momentum and all the things you're reading on in New England and Mac Jones taking advantage of Cam Newton's absence, that it might be Mac Jones. I'm going to green light that. Oh, I'm going to go red light on this, Ken. Even though I heard Alan Hahn today during KJZ, his spot now from uh, 6 to 10, he said that Mac Jones high-fived Bill Belichick after a drive. Like, that's what's being reported. That's what we're doing. He high-fived Bill Belichick after a drive. Well, we know. Like, come know. on. Why, why are we overthinking this? It's the last preseason game, Ken. Cam probably wasn't going to play anyway. There's no difference. He was. It's not like he went out and went to a party. He was getting evaluated by the team. The team sent him there. He didn't break any team rules. I think it's Cam until Cam loses in the regular season. Then it's Mac Jones. Well, we know that training camp is silly season. We get it. And uh, for for many of us, our Air eyes, uh, our eyes are secondhand. Our eyes are secondhand. Um, uh, and we're at the whim of the reporters and the journalists that are covering it. And. I mean, they're supposed to be objective, but you know, Coquel, that if Mac Jones takes over as starter, that's so much better for business, right? 
Uh, having Mac Jones as the starter, beating out Cam Newton and everything, and the fallout from that, that's good. That's good storyline, good angle, good meaty uh, content covering the Patriots. And so I'm not surprised that there is things like he high-fived Bill Belichick or Josh McDaniels pumped his fist, which I've seen, making sure you throw out all of the ancillaries to really drive home, hey, readers, you should really, and, and, and listeners, you should really uh, be behind this Mac Jones push because we know that's what you want to hear. They're, they're playing in to the hype of Mac Jones, and honestly, that's business. I totally get it, but that's also why I think that because Cam, at the worst possible moment, got bitten by his irresponsible decision not to be vaccinated, that this is going to end up being Mac Jones' job. It just seems like this is a train that's unable to be stopped now. It's hard to stop a train. Um, but also, <laughs> if, well done. if Mac Jones starts, right? Does that mean Belichick's definitely not going anywhere anytime soon? Because I feel like then he's resetting his clock. Where if Cam starts, I say, oh, Belichick just wants to get one more while Brady's still, you know, around uh, just to prove I something. Think, I think Belichick has taken a bat and smashed that clock. I don't even think that that matters anymore. If anybody who thinks Bill Belichick's job would be in jeopardy, I think he's just looking for some sort of soap opera that's not there. I think him and Robert Kraft are on the same page. They'll always be on the same page. And honestly, I think that's Bill Belichick's job uh, until he decides it might be time to, to get out. Like, I think it's a Don Shula situation there in New England. At least I think it should be. Uh, does he reset a proverbial clock? Yeah, sure, absolutely. But I, I also think that for, for Belichick, there's no risk. There's no risk in kicking the tires on the rookie now. Like, what are the expectations for the Patriots? What do you honestly, Coquel, in your football brain of brains, what do you think the expectation is for the Patriots? Like a high-end 9-10 wins, right? With Cam, I think they can win the division. I think they can win 12 games if Cam's playing well. Yeah. I mean, they, I, they added all these pieces. Wins. And then if not, then Belichick's a fraud and Brady wins. Now, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is that I don't think there's any risk in starting Mac Jones, which is why I think Mac Jones might start. And the Patriots are ruthless. The Patriots, uh, they will go ahead and put someone in the line of fire and see if they can perform because, again, there's no risk of doing so. That's why I think Mac Jones is going to be the starter, and I think that that is a, uh, a green light. Red light, green light brought to you by Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Let's go to our second statement. All right, returning from an ACL tear, Bengals Joe Burrow will prove this year he's an elite starting quarterback. Red light or green light? Uh, red light. I think he's. I, I, I think he's going to have a decent year. But training camp is not being good for him, and the pieces around him, while improved, is Penny Sewell? Uh, I don't know. I really, I don't understand. They should have probably gone and built with the offensive line with Penny Sewell. They decided not to. They decided to go to a, a receiver. Why is that offensive line going to be any better than it was last year, where he was just peppered by bodies all season long? I, I think he'll be improved. I think he'll put up good numbers like he put up last year. But if he's going to solidify himself as a sure thing franchise quarterback, sure go. No, I can't say that in good faith. I just can't. I'm going to give that a red light because I don't see the improvement there that's going to help him succeed and stay clean. 
I see a lot of David Carr in his career. The Texans, at one time, number one draft pick, where they thought he was going to be great, but he just kept getting hit, and his career never got on track. Let's stick with rookie quarterbacks in old red light, green light. Red light or green light, Ken? Jacksonville coach Urban Meyer and the league's rookie darling, Trevor Lawrence, will win five games this year. It's hard to see that based on what we've seen in the preseason. I don't want to put all my stock in what we've seen in the preseason, but I think it's a win if the Jaguars win three times this year. I'm going to give that a, uh, I'm going to give that a red light. I don't see them getting to five wins. And now you have problems in the backfield uh, with Lysfrank fractures and uh, your defense has not played well in the preseason. Your offense has looked completely incompetent. Urban Meyer in the second preseason game is standing on the sideline already looking like he has that my soul is dead feeling uh, like he did. Uh, at times near the end of his Florida Gators coaching tenure. I wanted to call him and be like, hey, Herb, it's okay. The NCAA is not coming. Settle down over there. Yeah. That's the look in his eyes again. Yeah, like, bro, you don't have to worry about the NCAA any longer. <laughs> they're they're out of your life. But that, that could not have been a more discouraging preseason for Jaguars fans who were going in feeling pretty pumped. And why not? You've got your franchise quarterback. You've got Herb running the show. And based on what they have done on the field, what a gigantic uh, balloon uh, pop in that spot. Like just all of this air and it escapes at once because you see what they've done on the field and you're like, what is this? This is not good, competent football. No, they're not going to win five games. Three wins for the Jaguars. That's going to end up being a successful season. That will be a positive benchmark, believe it or not. So yeah, I'm giving that a red light. No five wins. Yeah, maybe another first round draft pick for the Jaguars. First pick of the draft, excuse me, for the Jaguars next year. Ken, red light or green light? With the NFL enforcing stricter COVID rules for teams, there will be zero games being forfeited this year. Yeah, I buy that. That's a green light. I'd be shocked, absolutely shocked, if there were no forfeits. Now, I'd be shocked if there were forfeits. I'm sorry. So, that brings me to this, though. Today, you have Ryan Tannehill go on the COVID-19 list with Titans. I would say there are at least half of the NFL starting quarterbacks that have not been vaccinated. We know Kirk Cousins hasn't. We know Cam hasn't. Uh, There are a number of these guys, prominent guys, Lamar. So we're not going to see forfeits, but what we are going to see are in pivotal games, backups Mm -hmm. having to play, possibly even third stringers having to play because if the Broncos got dinged last year with an entire quarterback room you can't tell me that at the very least notable starters who are 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 blowing it by not getting uh, vaccinated uh, are not going to get caught up in contact tracing you're just silly if you think that everything's going to be hunky-dory so there will not be forfeits I'll give that a green light but but caveat there's definitely going to be some major big league quarterbacks that are going to miss games and pivotal players that are going to miss games because they have done poorly upon their team and their fan base. It's a good thing the Dolphins have Dwyer's own Jacoby Brissett out there in front of you today. Yeah, but I also think that two is vaccinated. Yeah, but I mean, you can still get COVID when you're vaccinated, I heard. Yeah, no, no, no. But, but again, 
here's the point. Two is not going to get caught up in contact tracing. Yes. Like, yes. That's what's so important about this. I honestly think that in it, it in the grand scheme of things, in in life and in the world, the way COVID has wrecked things, this is going to come off as wildly insensitive. But the most important thing in, in the football realm is that if you get vaccinated, you don't get caught up in contact tracing and don't have to quarantine. Like, think how silly that sounds based on the big societal picture. But that is the absolute truth in college and pro football. Also, if you get COVID when you're vaccinated, there's a chance you have it like me where you feel better in four days. And it just felt like a bad cold rather than a a deadly virus. And by all accounts, by multiple studies, you get a negative test after being infected while vaccinated quicker than you do unvaccinated if you don't end up being hospitalized. It, it, It subtracts, the virus subtracts quicker than it would if you didn't have a vaccine. And so two negative tests after you do come down with COVID if you're vaccinated means that you can get back on the field if you feel well enough, whereas 10 days, that is what you are mandated to sit if you don't have the vaccine for both contact tracing and for a positive test. So that's why it is so damned significant. All right, Kenny, last one. The trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home was released this week. Red light or green light, Spider-Man is the best superhero of all time. Uh, do you watch all that stuff? Do you watch oh, all I love that? Marvel. That's Marvel, right? Yeah. Yeah, like Marvel, Spider-Man. You don't Spider-Man. watch? No. Why? I, I, Why? They're great movies on top of just being fun action right. hero stuff. L- let me tell and you I wasn't a comic book guy. No, and, and I, I'm not. I am not a comic book guy at all. Um... But I don't know. I, I can't get into it. Like, let me tell you about my Harry Potter thing, okay? So I had always made fun of Harry Potter. Thought it was stupid. Thought it was childish. Thought it was ridiculous. And uh, I agree with you. I thought, it, I thought it was childish too, Ken. I, I was there with like, Potter also. Go ahead, though. Yeah, I was there with Potter. I like how you call him by his last name like he's a quarterback. Hey, Potter, put the broom down. So um, I, uh, my wife made me watch the first one, and then I watched the second one. And before you knew it, in two weeks, I had watched all of the Harry Potter movies. So I'm not going to just smack down the Marvel Universe. I respect people who enjoy that. I just, it seems like such a time commitment. You know what I mean? Like it, there's such a time commitment to get caught up that I'm so far behind, I don't know if I can do it anymore. But you don't have to because each movie you can watch standalone. They do a good job with that. Now, yeah, you watch them in order because it's more fun that way, and you want, there's a couple of them that you can't, like the actual Marvel ones, but all like the Ant-Man is by itself as a movie, the Spider-Man is by itself as a movie, Black Panther, you can watch just Black Panther. But if you want to get into the actual Marvel trilogy, then you have to watch them in order. But the rest, they stand alone on their own, and they're just fun action movies. Is there, um, is there nakedness? In the movies? I mean, Hulk's shirt comes off when he rips oh. it off and he turns yeah. into the Hulk. Right. Big. I mean, it's not urgent unless there's uh, like a payoff there, but that's just me. There's Marvel OnlyFans is what you want? Got it. <laughs> uh, um, so as far as Spider-Man being the best superhero, uh, no. That's a, that's a red light. Does he have the best movies? Yeah. But that doesn't you don't even watch the movies. You, this is that is the typical Ken I've seen, Levick. I've seen the f- no, you no, just no, no, said no, 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 no. You just said you don't watch the Marvel movies, and you just said Spider Man has the best movies, Ken. That is you in a nutshell. Okay, I, that is your career. I saw the two Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, and that was good. So then why would you that. stop? I, I enjoyed it more than the Spider or the uh, Superman movies with uh, Caviezel, Henry, Harry, Harry, Henry. That's because you went to DC. Know. DC movies are terrible. Stick with Marvel. We're gonna watch Black Panther together. 
So, so are you asking, is Spider-Man the best Marvel superhero? Or the no, best superhero just superhero period? in general. But if you're going to stop watching movies because you started watching DC movies, I mean, Suicide Squad had a shark man and a, a polka dot guy in the new one. Like, get out of here, DC movies. Stick with Marvel, Ken. I got you. But the air horn blew, and that means we need to go to the next segment. Okay. Uh, and by the way, Superman is the best superhero. It, it's in the name. No, he's not. Red light. I mean, he wears a pair of glasses and no one knows who he is. Dumb. Like, who is that <laughs> now, guy? That Where is did Clark Kent go? Now, that, that is a, it, like, how in God's name do they not recognize? Like, again, he put on glasses in a suit, and they can't recognize him compared to the guy that they see in the Superman suit. And that why, is wildly unrealistic. And why would he go for Lois, who he sees falling all over him when he's Superman, but doesn't like him for who he truly is as Clark Kent? Like, get out of here, Lois. <laughs> Listen, man. It, just because just because he's a superhero doesn't mean that he has doesn't have low self esteem. Okay, <laughs> you need to be understanding of someone and their feelings. And I like how we're pointing out Clark Kent and Superman, and nobody being able to delineate the two as that being unrealistic when yeah. Superman flies and has X-ray vision. Well, have you ever seen an alien come from Krypton that couldn't fly? No. So of course it's realistic. <laughs> Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. That was some sort of edition of Red Light, Green Light brought to you by Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. That's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you should get your Kia automobile as well. The selection, superb. The service, superb. The financing and them looking out for you and them trying to make sure that you are in the best possible situation to uh, find a comfortable monthly rate and have a car that is great for your family. Well, that's what they do at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. They're my people. They'll be your people, too. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Go in, ask for Mike, ask for George, ask for any one of their outstanding representatives. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Check them out beforehand online at GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Tua Tungavailoa will not start against the Bengals in the preseason game on Sunday. Most of the starters will sit as well. Is that the right move for Brian Flores? Is that the right move for teams across the league? We'll discuss that when we come back. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm Dolphins Training Camp, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3.